Ugh. Fucking phone gone again. Holy fuck off. Buzzing like a motherfucker. Yeah. The phone, it's only me fucking phone. You think people that sort out their own fucking problems? I know, right? Come on, cop on the fuck. <laughs> I think, I think I got fucking nothing better to do. <laughs> You're right, but besides that. <laughs> Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health. The mind is a terrible thing to This is Straight Talking Mental Health, your weekly podcast where we just cut the nonsense and chisel away the stigma around mental health. It's Misha Peter Dunn, and this man here is... Alan Clark. Now, we promise you at the end of this episode, you'll know a little bit more about mental health, whether it's for you, your family, your friends, your colleagues. And today, we'll be straight talking with singer-songwriter Carl Patterson. We're going to hear his story and how music helps him when it comes to mental health. Now, one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast, because I wanted to know more about mental health, obviously, and I noticed myself lately kind of standing back a little bit and and looking at the the bigger picture you know if I'm talking to somebody and they're telling me a situation or whatever I'm kind of more inclined to say to them that's not normal or don't judge them or there's more Mm. to that Mm. dude that's down to you man thank you that's down to being educated (laughs) (laughs) you're fucking better off ignorant man Uh, (laughs) I'd often I'd often say to clients (laughs) like like, this is like the matrix do you take the blue pill or the red pill because sometimes when your eyes are opened you know, you wish you fucking didn't. What you mean? Now, it's, it's always better. I'd always say to people, like, would you go back? I'd say, would you go back in the Matrix? And they never do. I've never they seen never the Matrix. <laughs> For oh, fuck's sake. You, you haven't seen usuals. Yeah. You want to get rid of the fucking wife and kids, all right? You're going to say, I need a weekend of research. I'm going away. We book a hotel and we're just going to watch movies. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Movies from the nineties that you haven't seen. <laughs> I, I I haven't heard you after you said you have to go away from the wife and kids. Sorry, I was just imagining just me lying on a tropical island. Going, just yeah. went into this or, blissful place. Or you just lying on the side of the road, going, "Ah, oh, this is nice." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, really good. Um, yeah, I, Laura, I listen to this. Is it? No, she's still on the first one. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking! Hell. But I. I I often thought of making a, a list of like a hundred films I've never seen or films to see before you die or something. Yeah, like, there is, that wouldn't be a fucking hard list for you, man. <laughs> you seen, I've seen fuck all. You haven't seen The Matrix. You haven't seen The Usual Suspects. Yeah, I haven't seen The Three Godfathers. But I feel like I have because, you know, I've seen so many parodies or piss takes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's <laughs> the know, point? I know what's going to happen. You know what's fucking weird? This, this is how warped movies are. Like, I am a fucking huge movie head. Like, mm. obviously as an actor then as well. Like, but uh, the first time I went to Italy, I was a little bit disappointed. Why? Because every time you see Italy, particularly in the likes of The Godfather, it's all shot real kind of sapia toned. I was like, it doesn't look like it does in the movies. <laughs> it's not all orange yeah, and glowing yeah, yeah, yeah. and warm. It's like, it just looks like fucking Ireland. Only with hotter women. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I haven't seen, this is going to piss you off big time. I've never seen Star Wars. Never seen. Actually, I walked in. I don't know, did I tell you before? Maybe I did on an older podcast, but I walked into our canteen and there was, um, uh, what you call them guys in the white suits? Um, stormtroopers. Stormtrooper. There was a stormtrooper there in our canteen and I just kind of casually looked and went, oh yeah, <laughs> are we getting on? Grand, yeah, not about it, making a cup of tea. And I, I turned out to him and I said, you know, I've never actually seen Star Trek. And he goes, that's okay. <gasps> no, Star Wars. And he was like, I have a fucking four-year-old man that's seen Star Wars. Yeah, no, I never seen Star Jesus Wars. I never Christ. seen I never seen a James Bond movie either. 
See, told you. <laughs> Never seen. You know what? You're, you're going to me Royals. You're going yeah. to my fucking Royals. Let's get it over and done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for another podcast host that's actually seen fucking movies. <laughs> no, I just no. I, I don't know. Not, not like I was avoiding them. I just I don't know. Just never seen them. Never got around to them. I don't know. Anyway, have like a normal we're, childhood. That we're, we're talking have to escape health. into movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I was out kicking a ball around like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. No, I never, never got into any of those. But uh, maybe I will. There's still plenty of time. There's still plenty of time. But I'll nah, make a list. Nah. No. That when you've got a wife and kids, man. That's you can just you can write that off. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping to go through a lot of kids' movies I haven't seen. True, the kids, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, let's watch yeah, yeah. Nemo. Live vicariously let's watch through Kung them. Fu Panda. You know, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's what parenthood is all about. Yeah. Right, smiles and royals, dude. What do you got smiles for me? No, well, what's been going on with you anyway? Regardless of smiles and royals, let's have a little check in first. Oh, I had a client the other day, and she goes, "Like, I really like the rambling ramblings at the start." Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we're not going to be doing the mental health. It's going to be us fucking shit talking. Yeah, and the impact we're going to have on your mental health going oh my god I can't listen to these two fuckers <laughs> that's kind of what I think when I'm editing the thing and going I can't listen to these two fuckers Jesus <laughs> Christ I like it man you know sometimes <laughs> no, I listen back no. you know I check them on Spotify and I listen to them all again sometimes mm. and you go, that was good crack that was yeah. you forget most of them yeah yeah you would yeah. forget actually that's what we'll do next podcast we'll do maybe just kind of look back or whatever and what we've learned over the last 20 episodes because it'll be yeah, 20 the 20, next time yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. what do you Rub think my idea man I gave you that one last week yeah but you, you you didn't mention it on the podcast I am so I'm just stealing your credit no you just didn't <laughs> fucking put it in the final edit <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking snakey yes. bollocks I have the power finger pyramid oh, of evil oh next week we should do like a review okay, let's go let's look back on the previous episodes you dickhead <laughs> I'm gonna throw this fucker under the bus here now I've got a brilliant idea Idea, Alan. Oh, do you, Peter? <laughs> yes, I do. How about? Oh, that's a marvelous idea, Peter. I wish I thought of that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to just edit this to make it sound like I, know. <laughs> I have a brilliant idea. <laughs> anyway, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw the fucking video up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. We'll call it truth. We'll just start again. Welcome to uh, Straight Talking Mental Health. <laughs> um, what's been going on with you, man? What's yeah, been going no, uh, what's been going on with me? Um, this morning, must be must, this is my second cup of green tea. I'm, I'm fucking wired here. Oh man, you're on the green tea. Well, green. I have me, I have me pint of uh, oh, squash yeah. there as well. Yeah, yeah. I had green tea this Batman morning mug. as well. Green tea with lemon. Yeah, that's all. This that's what yeah. this is. Oh, yeah, my Batman mug. It's my ba- favorite mug. Oh, very good. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. And one. then I've got my Batman T-shirt. What's the obsession with Batman? Do you mind me asking? <laughs> a few people, a few people ask me this. I must show you. I'll uh, show you. Did you ever see my tattoo? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I have my tattoo, and uh, well, for me, it's um, it started for me with the with the anime or not the animated series, the the sixties, the Adam West Batman. Do you remember they used to show it? Oh, I used to love that. RT, that started it. Snuff, Um, yeah, (laughs) and then the animated series uh, in the nineties, and I I think that kind of started my obsession with Art Deco style then as well, uh, because I love the style of 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 that Mm. of, of the animated series. And before I even knew what Art Deco was, I was like, oh, I love what that is. And, and unbeknownst to myself, to, uh, again, before I knew what Art Deco was, the Chrysler building in New York, that's, that's my favorite building. And oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, all this stuff I like is actually Art Deco style. <laughs> um, so then, then for me, then, so then 
onto the movies, the 89 Batman with Michael Keaton. And then um, the, the, the big thing for me is it's uh, Batman has no superpowers. You know, he's not like all the other heroes. You know, Batman, Superman, Superman's fucking born, born. How's he going to die? A bit of kryptonite, like. But mm. he has he has no superpowers, and it's just he's he's just driven for this this desire for justice. Yeah, I never thought of that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And you know, they the called they called Batman then the world's greatest detective. So I relate to that. I go, okay, I'm, I'm trying to do some justice in the world, but with just my mind. <laughs> uh, so it resonates on a on a work level then as well. Very good. I yeah, have, yeah, I have my little statue. That's that's like my tattoo down in. Um, mm down in the office then as well and does that kind of give you a bit of a, a reminder of what you can do or what you can achieve or anything like that or is it like a little motivator I just think it looks cool <laughs> fair enough well, no, works, it is works. there you know you just because just, it's, it's just Batman he's just sitting in the chair um, mm. the Mobius chair I think it is it's from one of the ones where he gains all the insight of the universe and he finds out that there's three jokers and all of this kind of thing and, oh right uh, but it's just it's just it's really I just think it's really cool yeah yeah Maybe got to be into something. They like might as well be into Batman. True. My Batman t- tattoo was a cover-up, so I had to get. I was like, "Oh, what could I get? What could I get?" That's kind of. Cool. What did you have to cover up? Oh, oh man! <laughs> Fucking eighteen years old. Like I, I was bad into like American football, and obviously I was big into hip hop and big big into American culture. Oh, you used to fight an Irish tattoo. That's it? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking hated it then. Because when I got it, everybody it like, ended up getting one. That exactly, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got it like way back in the nineties. And um, for me, it was the University of Notre Dame. It was their, mm. it was their mascot, yeah. the Fighting Irish. And then every fucking rawhead started getting it, and it was up the raw Fighting Irish. Yeah, and I said, like, "Oh yeah. Jesus Christ!" <laughs> so ah, yeah. I, I grew to hate it then. Um, but yeah. I like, I like my, I like my Batman tattoo now. Oh, do you know what I did last night? I'm delighted mm. with myself. I ordered a Gangstar t-shirt. A full clip. Yeah, nice. I've, I've always wanted to... <laughs> I've always liked the Gangstar logo, yeah. Oh, the Gangstar logo is brilliant. Um, mm. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. online last night, had a flick around and I said, yeah, that's the one I want. Black, white logo, straight up. Nice. Did you, get your, did you get your Air Jordans? Did you buy your Air Jordans? They're still in the basket. Do ah, the man, out. just do I it. Know, I just know, do I... it. <laughs> it's good for your mental health. Treat yourself. Just do it. You don't work for Nike, no. No, no, no. no. I um, like Nike, but wait a minute. The neighborhood supports, I put some money in it. Chuck true. Deep. <laughs> a bit of public enemy, yeah. I'm a Nike head. I wear chains that excite like the, feds. the feds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's They're in the basket. It's like 120 quid. I'm like, oh. Aren't you I worth it? Know. I know, but you know, like next week I could be poor and I might need that money. You know, <laughs> so I want to. Might I need to feed a child. All that shit. Yeah, you know. Sorry, kids, can't feed you this week. But look how fucking fresh my feet <laughs> <Yeah>. look. <laughs> Eat that. <laughs> Daddy looks cool. <laughs> Suck on that lace. <laughs> well, we're going down to the basketball court. We're going to see how high Daddy can jump. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I. Well, well, like what's if, stopping you? What's stopping? If there were a pair of shoes that everybody could wear, it'd be okay. You know what I mean? I could, Such a I could divide the responsibility <laughs> between everybody and go, look, I'm doing something here's, good. Here's here's what I'd say. Here's what I'd say to people. Here's what I'd say to parents. You know, when you're when you're on your flight and do the safety announcement at the start, mm. you know, exits here, please exit. Da, 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 da. In the event the cabin pressure dropping, an oxygen mask will will drop. Yeah. Please attend to your own mask before attending to those traveling with you. Meaning, you take the few seconds to put on your mask. And then you can look after them. If you're busy looking after them, you don't look after yourself, then you're no fucking good to them. So, Peter, my advice to you is buy the Air Jordan. Buy the fucking You look shoes. after yourself. Here we go. So you can better look after your family. I'm going to click basket <laughs> now. Here and I want go. commission, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Mike Jordan's probably not even on commission at this stage. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've seen his gaff. Looks nice. Well, golf course. He, has a, he opened oh, up a new golf course there recently. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Actually, it's one of my royals, actually. Will I give you one of my royals? Yeah, go on. Eh? One of my royals is that the last dance is finished. And oh, nothing absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah. But I just, just, you know, when there's documentaries where you just can't wait to get on to the next episode. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, I, and I forgot how much I love basketball. <laughs> you know, I used to watch um, TG Carrey used to do uh, of a Sunday morning. He used to do a review of all the the week of um, NBA. And oh, it was brilliant! Really I yeah, loved yeah. it. Yeah. And, yeah, I just I forgot how much I loved watching basketball. What a mm. what a great game it is, and the excitement and the the mm. last like three or four seconds of a game could turn <clears> the like, yeah. on the buzzer. Oh, I really yeah. I hate, yeah. hate that void you get after you've you've watched a good series or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm working my way through Modern Family there, like, and you get some good, you get some good laughs out of that. Yeah. It is good, yeah. But, but because got, like, I'm so far behind, like, yeah, yeah and I'm yeah. only on like season four or five. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking great because I've got, I've got six more series. I've got six more series to go. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool to be able to do the whole uh, Men in Black thing and just wipe your memory and just rewatch <laughs> a whole series again? You know, from, what, what would from be your one that you, you, what would be one series that you'd love to rewatch? Only fools and horses, man. Although, at the same time, I get a good kick out of watching that again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. You know, although I did go back <laughs> watching Shit's Creek. and uh, Hey, go man. Yeah, it's I'm good, isn't it? it? Yeah, I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it's I'm good. Like it really, six, get, it really gets good when they find their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You any royals, dude? Yeah, I've got smiles and royals. Have you right. got to tell them thanks? Um, I didn't do a tell them thanks this week. <sighs> did I? No. See, this is the problem, and this is the actually this is what studies have shown as well. So there's there's this kind of um, attitude of um, three good things. So uh, you know, at the end of the day, you, you find three good things about mm-hmm. today, and this this is supposed to help with your overall level of happiness. Um, but what studies actually show is that um, that stops working because people are trying to rack their head trying to find fucking oh god, uh, what am I trying to find here now? Uh, well. Uh, uh, oh, I had that cup of tea, you know, and to start finding to, to, to start finding that uh, actually doing it once a week is better long term than doing uh, three good things every day. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start struggling, and then it starts becoming a chore. Yeah, but I did come up with one. Okay, go for it. I did come up. So we mentioned Modern Family there earlier on. Mm-hmm. I've been working my way through it, like I said, I'm on season five or something like that. But there's one of the episodes where. Um, What's her, what's the young one's name? Alex, the, the kid with the kid with the glasses, the real nerdy one. Yeah, yeah. She goes to therapy mm-hmm. uh, around the kind of perfectionism and the and the and the um, sort of pressure she puts on herself. Yeah. And um, so I was looking at it. I was like, it was just a, it was a lovely bit of TV. It was just uh, you know there was no comedy in this. It was just a really kind of beautiful moment where she kind of opens up and um, she's with the therapist. And I just looked up um, the guy who played the therapist. Well, mm. you know, who's that guy? I said, Jesus. That was really good. Just a lovely little moment, really well acted. And the guy's name is um, John Benjamin Hickey. So I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking, I'll, I'll send him a message. Couldn't, couldn't, he wasn't on the Twitter. So I slid into well. the DMs on, on, on Instagram. Oh, very good. And, uh, so I just said, hey, John, I'm a psychotherapist in Ireland and host of the Straight Talk and Mental Health podcast. We have a campaign called Tell Them Thanks, where we thank someone for what they do. I've been working my way to a modern family, and I just wanted to say thanks for portraying a therapist in a non-cliche way. Uh, so he also acted in a play called The Normal Heart, play I acted in. That oh, you did that, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I said, P.S. Or by the way, I also acted in the normal heart. So for what is worth, thanks. Mm. And he came back with, thank you, capital oh, wow. Y-O-U. What a lovely message. So, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's lovely. Yeah. So big shout out to Mr. John Benjamin Hickey, very esteemed uh, theatre actor. Brilliant. And wow. um, so John Benjamin's are, are a thing uh, this week because uh, one of my smiles is Arthur's back and Bob's Burgers is back which is all voice acted by H. John Benjamin, so, which is probably why he's H. John Benjamin, because there's already a John Benjamin here. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say, I'd say um, yeah, SAG probably had something to do with that. Mm. So Arthur and Bob's Burgers, uh, they, they really make me smile. Do you ever want? No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Ask me bollocks. Ask me bollocks. <laughs> hey! Ask me bollocks. I've seen, I think, the first three or four series of Bob's Burgers. They're very uh, good. Yeah, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Good. Bob's Bur- yeah, but Sterling Arthur is my spirit animal. My, my spirit animal is a combination between Sterling Archer and uh, Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> the two of those just fucking What do you mean a spirit me. animal? My spirit animal is a wolf or my spirit animal is a is a tiger. The kind of animal you identify with. Or. It sounds like something you send an apprentice to get at the hardware <laughs> shop. You know, give me a <laughs> spirit, animal, a spirit yeah. animal. Yeah, hurry up now. Come on. They, they should be down beside the spirit levels. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and give me a replacement bubble for this one as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just going to give me some striped paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was my tell them thanks to, Good stuff. to John yeah. Benjamin Hickey as, as an actor. Did you do your all, all your smiles and royals, did you? Um, no, no, I've, uh, I've, I've a smile to go here. Um, go. Well, that was my tell them thanks. So go on, go back good, into your good, good. Yeah, let, let's go back. We're we're really organising this podcast, mm-hmm. as you can mm-hmm. tell. We we um, we we rehearsed this um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my smiles was um, I uh, as you know we're rappers. Former rapper, retired rapper, but you never really retire because (laughs) if somebody gives you the opportunity to record something or do something, you go, yeah, sure, why not? You know what I mean? It'll be a bit of fun. Mm. And I did that about just about two years ago. Uh, A mutual friend of ours, Shafto. No, Jeff, yeah, rapper yeah. from Clare or Actually, Limerick or fuck. whatever. He asked me to do something that song as well, and it totally went down my mind. Oh, yeah, he. Fuck. Well, look, he he got back to me. <laughs> oh, you just reminded no, me. He, oh, Jeff, I'm don't so worry about sorry. It. Don't. I'm he got so back to me. And he sorry. said, he said, my verse was so great, he wouldn't put you under that pressure. Oh, that's all right. To try yeah, and come yeah, up yeah. with something just as good. So yeah. you know what I mean. Um, fuck me, man. Yeah, Jesus so uh, I, I I forgot about recorded about two years ago. I think and mm. forgot about it. Maybe about a year ago, actually. Uh, feels like fucking two years ago mm. but um, he got back to me with a rough version of it and it sounds cool do you want to have a listen only now yeah only now oh, I'll fuck. Be out the next <laughs> right. one. I hope he wasn't waiting on that first from me <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> oh fuck man Jeff I'm really yeah. sorry man I'm so so sorry I he's not sorry he's not sorry no I am no. Look, look at that remorse man that's fucking remorse no I'm that's really, not really remorse sorry. That's, that's I couldn't know, have topped you anyway uh, no I, that's my point yeah. you wouldn't be yeah. as good so there was no point even trying you know it sounds cool have a listen it's about freezing well till the death knell and it's about raising hell and the decibel some MCs do insist on pleading the fifth But this beat the hit to make them cease and desist Hip-hop I remember listening to the beat I did, I had something for it yeah. I had a few bars cool beat it, Yeah, yeah totally I really love that Totally forgot I found when I listened back to some of our stuff I was like, fuck, that was good <laughs> like, Yeah, sometimes you go, wow Yeah, yeah, so I fuck fucking like, forgot I was like, Jesus, <laughs> that was I actually impressed myself Holy <laughs> shit <laughs> um, Another time you go, ah, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, stupid. Yeah, like you grow and develop as an artist. Yeah, um, we just stop being artists. 
It's Miles O'Reilly's wish you want. Uh, did you give me any yet? No, I didn't give you any. Give me thanks. Tell them thanks. Uh, right, give me a give me a smile and then we'll end on O'Reilly. Give you a smile, right? Well, I mentioned Arthur and Bob. Uh, Bob's burgers are back. That's a smile. Uh, I had a, had a random message from a guy I went to college with the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, from a friend James I was in college. Hadn't heard from him in literally years, probably not long after I finished my degree. And um, just got a random message of him the other day. I said he'd been listening to Ben Howard. It reminded me of reminded him of me and just thought he'd pop me a message to say, oh that's so, nice yeah so he's got a kid now and all of that kind of stuff and I was like oh that's really nice so that's brilliant nice. yeah smile. cool now what's, what's boiling your rails? oh this boils this does boil my fucking blood worse you than know. last week oh worse than fucking last week and this will get you as well I'd say so I, I, you would have heard me mention it on a member of a few single dad groups on Facebook and stuff like that mm-hmm. but what's a common theme is hitting kids and there was two Two particular posts in the groups during the week. One was hitting a stepchild. Is it okay to hit a stepchild? I'm like, don't even hit your own fucking child. Mm. Um, and then the other one was, is it okay to slap a child in the face? Ah, come on. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. And I'm just like, you fuck. It just, like, what is fucking wrong with people? Like, Mm. Whatever for whatever for a little a little spank, whatever for a little tap on the arse or whatever like that. To be honest, I don't. I've never hit James. I never hit the, the mm. Cameron and Dean at the young that would have got a little tap on the ass, that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm not fucking preaching holier than thou, like. You know, but there's a better way, man, and it doesn't fucking work like. Mm. Don't fucking hit your kids. Doesn't work. All the research points otherwise. Let's go back a little bit on, you know, mm. let's say the child is acting a maggot and uh, they're well out of order they've hit another child or something mm, like that mm. or they've attacked somebody or walloped mm. them over the head for no reason at all you know it's fairly extreme and they need to be told no mm. what are you doing if you hit them like if yeah. you hit them and it's thump in the arm don't or hit people as I yeah. hit you uh, yeah don't do what I'm going to do to you stop now stop fucking is, cursing yeah. as I curse at you so they think that the only way to resolve an issue yeah, is strike when someone does something you don't yeah. like you, you hit them for it what, what gets me is why would anybody feel the need to hit a child you're a grown adult yeah yeah you mm. are more powerful than the child we know mm. you've more strength mm. than the child everybody knows that you don't mm. have to stamp your dominance on mm. a child mm. use another way of doing it yeah give them their time out take a toy away from them make an example of yeah, taking yeah. a toy so away I, or I something think the, like the that. problem is deny them people, something yeah the, 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 they mix up discipline with violence yeah you can discipline right, a child yeah. without hitting them yeah of course without you being can. fucking violent at them. and look if, if I'm just saying if, if you're spanking your child you don't need to stop okay mm. you know five seconds well, if you're, when if we you're know about better, to hit somebody just take five seconds yeah well, when we know better we can do better mm. so take it just take the advice you don't need to Fine, yeah. there's another way. But, you know, usually what you'll hear is, well, I got a few slaps, never did me any harm. Uh, that's what you think. And uh, yeah, and that's what I was, and I've said that in the group. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, if you're going around thinking that, advocating for fucking hitting a child, and these guys aren't, you know, some of them are just talking about a fucking slap like that. Mm. You know, I was like, and you're you're advocating hitting a child. You didn't turn out all right. That's just not fucking good, man. It's just... Um, <laughs> one of my previous many millions of jobs which I think I mentioned nearly every week you know <laughs> another a different one <laughs> another job was actually uh, was an elf <laughs> oh thank god I didn't take that drink ah fuck I was waiting for you to take the oh, drink oh I had the sip there was like a, a, a sip on the dip of my tongue that was that was going all over the screen man damn you time delay I was waiting for you I thought you had a mouthful when I said it shit anyway an elf okay yeah 
so I was an elf. Mm. And uh, I was an elf to Santi because uh, it was Christmas time, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, my, my job was to dress up in this like uh, elf costume and uh, help Santi with all the presents and all the boys and girls. And, you know, it was actually, it was amazing. It was before I had kids and I just had great fun with the kids. You know, there's a great magic about them when you're chatting away, you're going, you go and see Santi, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. celebrity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, a, you know, you can laugh and joke with them. And um, it was actually, I was on radio, I was presenting the show, but um, yeah, I was chatting to the kids and uh, dressed up as an elf for the crack and... Um, mm-hmm. I'll never forget it as long as I lived. There was a young a young lad and he had this big, a miserable face on him. He must have been more than five or six and he was just... <sighs> but when you look up, his daddy was... <sighs> as well. And we're just absolute... The two, and it was shocking because it was his turn and his dad just nudged him on the back and went, there, 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 and pointed over to Santi. Or Santi did the haul. Hello, little boy. What would you like for Christmas? And uh, he goes... DVD. A DVD. Fuck, like, that's all he wants for Christmas. Mm. And um, it, there was no interaction. The kid just always looked at the ground. And his dad was just like, mon, 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 mon. And gone again. <laughs> but it was just, it was heartbreaking to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You know, it was, there must be so much going on. Yeah, you maybe, know, maybe um, I'm looking forward to the DVD or something, but uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, don't fucking don't take innocence, don't take curiosity from me. Yeah, like, just don't turn them into you. To please, fuck. man. Yeah, look, mm. don't fucking buzz it on. You know, I had I actually had a conversation with um, Cameron with my eldest lad the other day, and you know, I, I apologize. I apologize that I wasn't the father that I, I wanted to be. Yeah, because I didn't know any better at the time. Yeah, I've had a conversation with my daughter as well, and they're like, no, "Like, Jesus, you're not to apologize for." It. I was like, "No, I want to. You know, I want, I want to apologize for, you know, not not knowing better and not not doing better, and did did the best I could. And that that's all we can do as parents is, is do the best you can." Are you too hard on yourself? Do you think? I don't know. Yeah, look, I, I've spoke about it in my own therapy and stuff. Like, I don't know. Mm. I just, I don't know. Just I wasn't, I wasn't the father I wanted to be. You know, um, I didn't know any better. I was, look, I was coming off. My dad wasn't there. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I fucking, I grew up in terror of my father. My father only hit me once uh, when I when I nearly decapitated a lad playing Red Rover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Red Rover, Red Rover. Yeah. You know, when I came in, yeah. I just fucking closed mind the guy and just as my dad walked in the corner. I don't even think, I don't even know, I remember the heart, but I remember crying. I think it was the shock that my dad hit me. Yeah. He never had to hit me. He never had to hit me because I was fucking terrified of him. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. you know, it was the, as I said, you're a kid and, uh, you know, your your parent is, mm. and what I normally do with clients is, um, when they talk about us, ah, yeah, that was the times, that kind of thing. What I always do is I stand up in my chair and I stand down pointing over them. I said, what does that feel like? And you can, you can see them. I said, no, imagine you're a child. Mm. that's what you face every day everybody you're looking up to looking up at everybody yeah, you're yeah, looking up yeah. at every adult the power and the strength that they have mm. I said that's a different dynamic yeah um, so yeah I just uh, I wish I wish I could have done more you know personally I, I'll never be the best dad in the world no but no. I need to be the best dad in their world yeah 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 and to me that's all that matters yeah you know what I mean like I, I, 
put it this like what is what is the best ad what is, is these Kodak guys who run with their kids through forest you know mm, the, the kids mm. on their shoulders and everybody's happy clappy mm. and no chances are that's not it chances are your child is screaming at you chances are one <laughs> won't walk and the other is dawdling along and you're up and you come on will you jeez it's starting to rain now mm, I need to go mm. to the toilet oh Christ <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, you just there is no perfect dad you know what no, I mean you just no. need to be no, the man, best and dad look, in their world yeah you do you do your disservice and I'd say this to parents the whole time you do a disservice to your child if you're to be the the perfect parent yeah, absolutely, because yeah. the child doesn't learn disappointment they don't learn not getting their way the whole time yeah. um, and that's hard you know I mean <laughs> I beat myself over because knowing the stuff I know and I'm like I beat myself over this shit the whole time like you know James James wants a tie or something like that and I was like I, I want, I'd love to buy it for him like, and, and, and I could buy it for him I was like but you gotta learn you, you don't always get it yeah, that's like you know, that's hard. Like, you know, it's like you know what I mean. Yeah, man, yeah. I want to buy you that transformer. <laughs> yeah, I want to play transformers too. Like, <laughs> but you know, we'll wait. Or you know, oh well, okay, we got we got to do something. We got to yeah. you know, we have to earn it, kind of thing. You know, mm. or, or the thing I really struggle with is um, the co sleeping. So he wants, you know, he always wants to sleep in my bed. Mm. Now, since he was a baby, he always slept in his own cot, always slept in his own bed. And then when his uh, maternal grandmother died um, last year, his mum obviously took him into bed with her. Mm. Um, and so then he's down with me and I was like, well, no, you can't sleep in my bed. You know, so I sort of took him in with me. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and then I'm like, oh, I kind of you want to kind of give him that independence, sleep in his own bed, sleep in his own room. And it's like, but he wants to sleep in with me. You want to give him that comfort as yeah, well. Yeah, and I want, to, I want to sleep in him as well. And I was like, you just, you don't know what to do. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, always yeah. Say to, I'd always say to clients, I was like, oh, did you not get the manual? Yeah. Oh, fuck God, I must have forgot to give you the manual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's hard. Look, I, I, I suppose I'm probably more sensitive to it than knowing what, knowing what I know, but... But you're like... That's it. to James, yeah, and this this is our thing. Um, I'll say to James, and obviously this is, this is something I've told him, I said, well, what's my job? To love me and to keep me safe. Mm. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah, just true, fucking yeah. love them and keep them safe, and everything else will will will, will flow from that. Will come, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, if you're good intentions, you'll be a good dad. Yeah. Safety, you know, safety is the key part. Your kid yeah. need to feel safe. Oh, if they yeah. feel safe, they, they they will prosper. Stop fucking hitting your kids. Mm. Let it let it go now. You can do better. Stop. You don't need to fucking yeah. Google Google alternative discipline techniques. The fucking you you've got the option there, like you know. Yeah. Don't be fucked. The fuck is that? Oh, you're after Googling discipline. <laughs> I love it. Discipline is an effort undertaken by an employer to address employee misconduct other than traditional discipline. There you go. Thanks, Google. Yeah, yeah, there you go, kids. Fucking Google's always listening. Yeah. That's that's how easy it is. You just fucking say it and, and yeah. it'll throw you up something. And then the other one is uh, masks. The masks, man. It's not wearing them. It's fucking forgetting them. Yeah, and you yeah, have to go back yeah. And like, Fuck me, mask. Fuck. <laughs> Hold on, now do you not? Do you not have like a, a going out mask, an out out mask, a gardening mask, a work mask? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I've got the one. I've got one good mask. Uh, I got the McLaren Formula One team. The masks they have these. Um, they're like the best mask you can get. This these filters in them and all of that. Oh yeah, yeah. It has the message on it. Uh, we race as one. This um, the Formula One campaign about uh, ending racism. Oh, very um, good. And then all the 
all the proceeds from the bass go to charity. Now we're delighted to be joined on the podcast by musician, singer, songwriter, Carl Patterson. Carl, you're very welcome. How are you doing? Not a bother at all. This is Alan Clark. He's our um, resident psychotherapist. Hello, Alan. Nice to meet you. All right, Carl. How are we getting on? <laughs> Not too bad. Never killed air, man, so... That's it. How was it? Yeah. You yeah. can just call him psycho for short. Sure. It's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, whenever Peter introduced me, yeah. he puts the emphasis on psycho. Alan Clark, <laughs> psycho. <laughs> therapist. Therapist, yeah. <laughs> I could just edit out therapist later on. It's yeah. fine. Oh, I don't <laughs> um, Carl, I was listening to your new single, Bridgesland. Uh, well done yeah. on it. Absolutely Thanks fantastic. Um, excellent song, you know, great calls as well. And uh, yeah. I want to chat to you about that uh, in a sec. But uh, And you're, you have a new album coming out as well, um, uh, Dear You Come to Mind. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, the plan was I, I, I record with a guy in, uh, in Kells, uh, Martin Quinn. He's a very good guy, good producer. Um, last year, we had done about five songs um, towards maybe we're thinking we'll do an EP, we'll do an album. I had a few, I had a, an album a couple of years ago that did did relatively well for a guy who's not known, you know, got a good mm. bit of airplay in that, you know. Mm. And the national stations were very, very kind to me. And um, we just went for it last year, did another, another five. And then this year happened, um, same as for everyone else. So he's up there, I'm down here. The plan was to have it like done and dusted by now and then maybe perhaps all going well would have had to, uh, the album could have been out even by now would you know that kind of way yeah yeah but now um what i decided to do uh was i just put out a song about two months ago called old men talk mm. um and just to establish a connection again because you go a couple of years and you're kind of, you know, if you're not gigging or that, you know, you're not a, a lady, lady Sheeran or Ed Gaga, you're, you're, you're not going to be, you're not going to be remembered much, you know. And then, but it's just, it's kind of an opportunity to. Everyone's kind of in the same boat as me now. Mm. I thought, Jesus, no one's able to do nothing. You're, you're kind of stuck listening to these songs on the radio. I think everyone's kind of connecting with radio much more as well. True. Yeah. And I said, look, I'll, I'll pull out one of the songs and see what happens. And. um so I put that song out a couple of months ago. Um, it got it got the people playing it who used to yeah. play things a few years ago, and that was great. And then this song came out. Um, I said, Bridges Land, I thought, Chuck Thurman. Um, it's a great, great place. It, it accommodates uh, women and children who are victims of abuse and violence. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they don't have much um, money thrown at them. Um, things are much harder for women in distress now, obviously, um, you know, with the COVID things made things um, much harder. And I noticed that the, you know, they went from five days a week, to nine to five to seven days a week, 24 hours in the last few months, wow. which is crazy. Same mm, staff, yeah. you know, and they're small. They are small. They've only a few rooms in that. Um, I I know a lady, uh, a friend of mine who, who used the services a few years ago. So I just thought, look, it's ideal. I try and raise a profile, try and raise a few quid for them as well. You don't get much from sales, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I set up an I donate page as well there um, about a week ago, and it's up to 450 quid now. Well, and th- well, that'll pay the wage of someone or it'll keep something going for a week or two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll keep that open for another week or two. We, um, my partner, Louise, having the collection down in Carlo Market at the weekend. So... You know, on the back of that, it's 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 been mentioned on national radio the last few days. Mm. Chuck Thurman, 
uh, John Creedon and uh, Lillian Smith, people like that. And that's just wonderful, you know. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, if it makes me feel good as well to be helping them out. Like the song is great, you know, it's great to, to get the airplane and all that. Yeah. I'm hearing them on about a, a Kildare Christmas song. Uh, <laughs> no matter how enough that's look at that girl. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah but the whole thing is like you know the music has always been for me mm. you know there's no money in it when you you know you get a certain yeah. age anyway there's definitely yeah. no money in it but even the younger crew there's 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 nothing well there's no gigs if you're that's it gigs is your, gig, is your best gigs chance of getting a few quid no uh, until at least maybe halfway through next year um, there's a certain core who will get the gigs that are going now yeah. and they're very small they're just to keep them they have albums coming out but um, the likes of me it's always been the music has always been at me and I can't just you know the, the, it just comes into my head or a lyric in a, in a piano or something you know yeah. even when I was a kid um, I was kind of I was very shy then. Oh, I'm a shy fella anyway by nature but um, when I was younger you know circumstances meant that you know, I didn't feel able to play. Um, I did a bit of the old uh, cover bands and things like that. Mm. And I did play my own songs at one point, but it used to be under duress and uh, a fair bit of old drink in that, you know. <laughs> normal <laughs> story. Dutch courage, you know? but, um, Dutch courage, yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I did a bit of it. And yeah. then um, just cer- certain cer- circumstances came into my life that just uh, affected my mental health. Um and um, there was a, I remember there was a decision one time where I had the, a choice of get, getting a steady job. I listened to everyone else and they were like, yeah, go for it. And I, I had it and I had it going for me and everything else. It was great in a way. And then um, the same day I had the choice of going to work in the studio where the likes of Jack Ellen that would record and that, you know. Mm. But I, I took the other, I took the option of, that's life, you know, you took the option of, the steady job, yeah. yeah things yeah. I, 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 one of them things happen for a reason. So here I am now. I'm kind of, you know, getting on a bit. <laughs> I'm trying to do, um, you know, I'm keeping the songs going because it, I find it very good for my mind. Yeah, true. You know? mm-hmm. And you, you obviously you play piano there as well. Yeah. Who got yeah. you into the piano, or how did you get into playing the piano? Um, well, like. Literally, I'd say when I was four or five, I was just playing it. Um, mm. We had this white piano, and um, I was the only one playing it in the house. You know, there's a few older brothers, but they're always, like, banging it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> throwing the cat into it and stuff like that. <laughs> Sucking tea in it. I, um, I tried to make sense of it, you know. So mm. I, I, I was lucky. I had the kind of thing where you'd work out a song off the radio very quick, even at that age, you know, and people... In ear like for music, bro- yeah. Bro- exactly. The brother mm. would come in and do a bet with someone and say, hey, I bet you he can do blah, blah, blah. You just sing a song there. <laughs> and I'd do that, you know. Very good. So, yeah. So I was lucky from that point of view. I loved I loved doing that. And um, definitely was, um, you know, when I got into my teenage years, um, when things started going a bit downhill for me immensely, it was there. And mm. I could sit. It, it was um, it's the kind of thing I'd miss now if it wasn't. Yeah, if it yeah. wasn't near for too long. You kind of go, oh, Jesus, you know. Yeah, I'd love to have a go there. At the, Funny you uh, mention that, Colin, because I uh, I only recently picked up the guitar again, right. and um, uh, you just it's it's just a great release, isn't it? You know, you you get rid of your stress. It mm. focuses your mind. You know, you can just escape and just get lost in music. Do you find that? 
Oh, hundred percent. Mm. Yeah, always did. Um, you could like, I mean, you you could just set yourself up uh, on your own, a dark room or whatever, and uh, not being too hippieish about it. But it's definitely something mm. there. Something, some kind of connection with something spiritual. Absolutely, or something, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, um, definitely was with me anyway. And like, you know, plenty, plenty of sad times. It, it was great. I found myself just being able to. Um, kind of take some of that out of me with music, with songs, with um, words. Um, yeah, it was it was a great release for me. Um, yeah, to to cope, you know. Mm. You, you mentioned there, Carl, that the um, uh, there, there was an incident and and things kind of went downhill from that. Could you elaborate on that for us a little bit? Sure. Yeah, I I, I um like basically I got myself to a point um where I was able for um. You know, doing I was doing the, the silly job, but I had this thing. I didn't know what it was called for years, called social anxiety or social mm. phobia. Mm. You might have heard of that. Yeah, um, you wouldn't have heard of that until there. No, no. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing. Is that you, you know, I didn't. I didn't know what the hell it was. You know, I've mm. been through like panic attacks at school and stuff like that, and come out the other side of that and coped with that. And managed, always managed, but. You'd just be clinging on, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, through college and things like that, and you, you kind of, it was always a struggle. But I got to a point where I saw an ad in the paper um, uh, for this social anxiety. I went to a group, it was Dr. Orden McCarthy, um, in the matter, and he did, had this group going at the time. Um, he may do now, I'm not sure. Um, it was brilliant. It just got me to a point where I was able to cope. You know, I was able to manage just life and mm. being going out and about and eating in front of people and drinking in front of people and talking and, you know, not being um, under this awful stress when I was mm. out and about, you know. Was and there anything then, in particular from the group that you can remember, Carl, that, that, yeah, that helped you? Um, they, they used to do exposure therapy. With, mm. um, um, they'd use, the, for example, they'd use the camera, a video camera to, to film everyone after the 12 weeks, say. Mm. of what your greatest thing was, your biggest fear and that, you know, and how you perceived yourself. Because mm. mm. that's a big part of social anxiety, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're, I, I liken it to being a, a film director where you're filming yourself all the time. You're always on, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and no matter how idea. you look or the shot. You're always on camera. You're always on camera and you ha- everything has mm. to be perfect beforehand. Mm. And then you, you go out uh, afterwards, you post-mortem everything to death and everything's manky. You know, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's no way <laughs> to get back on. in the editing room. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> so th- I I took from that that Jesus, you know, people think I'm all right. Like I'm not, I'm not the biggest asshole in the world. You know, in my head I'm kind anyway. People seem to mm. react to me. Mm. Um, I don't shake that much, or people don't notice it. Um, it's okay to be nervous. You know, mm-hmm. I never knew that. I never yeah, knew yeah, it was okay yeah. to be nervous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest killer for people. It's like. The people who have that in their head, it's not okay, you know, and it is okay. Um, it's all right to shake and it's all right to, you know, talk about it um, mm, like we are, you know. Mm, mm. And um, then I, I rambled on there, but to go on no, to no. what happened no. then, mm. I, I was in the, in the job. I was, I was loving the, just the steadiness of life. I was living up in Dublin, having a great great time in the pubs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> learning all about social life, um, all that. And then... Um, 
New Year's, I was, I was just out and about. My brother and uh, his wife and my sister, and we, we were out. We went actually to Fat Sal's. <laughs> <laughs> Famous nightclub in Kildare Town. Famous nightclub. Yeah. Well, you could go there or Snaffles. <laughs> depending exactly, on, yeah, so depending so. on if one was shy, you might go one to the other. One or the other. Yeah, <laughs> big choice, isn't it? Oh, we got Snaffles tonight. Now we're in, we're in Snaffles last night. We got Fat Sal's tonight. <laughs> yeah, chipper after, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, it, was, it, like, it was a grand night. It was just, uh, we decided to go home early just to, it was like, you know, there's one of these where they charge like a hundred quid in kind yeah, of nights, yeah, you know, yeah, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I said, fuck this anyway, you know, we, 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 we said we, 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 we'd head home early. Went to, would I say the name of the place or? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're not sponsored yet. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> well, I mean, they had security guards in the night I was in. Mm. We were just in, we're in two, two minutes and, uh, you know, when you get the feeling something's, something's come in the door mm. and, these two lads came in, very tall lad, and his sidekick. His sidekick was all right. He was minding his own business. This other guy was obviously on something. Mm. He was like, he was throwing shapes at everybody. Oh. Um, and there was a long queue basically out to the door. Um, and my brother looked at me and said, look, just mind yourself, you know, just look behind you. I said, I know, I can hear. Mm. And they, they got in right behind us then, you know. And he starts kind of, picking at Kevin and Kevin's a big guy my brother elder brother he'd be about 6'2 you know and he, mm. he he starts kind of doing this pointing the finger in him you know and Kevin says you're alright yeah, all this you know he left him let him be uh, let him go he, he, they went away mm. we kept on the line I was up at the just about to order my chips and um, uh, the last thing I remember was hearing him say watch this and I got this tremendous punch uh, to the back of my head right inside here and I was out for I, I was out for a minute Jeez. and uh, only for a few lads around me uh, they definitely stopped me from falling down dead and you know you'd hop your head off the floor yeah. and that's usually where mm-hmm. the damage is done you know mm-hmm. but he gave me he gave me a right rap now my eyes was fucked for weeks my, my teeth back here are still numb uh, to, even now you know and uh, well, I was, I looked the right stage, you know, and uh, the people were great around me in that, you know. And I woke up and Kevin was beating the living <laughs> daylights out <laughs> of your man up against. What are you doing to my brother and all this, mm. you know? And um, they went down the street, and uh, I, we heard afterwards they were knocking kind of a few windows in down the old post office, heading out the Dublin Road. I don't mm. know where they're from. They were, mm. they weren't from the town. Mm. Um, but anyway. I said I, I didn't like the fuss. I, like you, when you wake up with a big gang of people around yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and you don't know what's going on. It's 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 a bit unnerving. Mm. And I just said, oh, geez, I just want to go home to fuck. And Kevin saying, Well, we we'll go to the guard station across the way. I said, No, Jesus, no, no, let them off. You know, we will go home. And the security guard came up then. I said, Where the fuck were you? He said, uh, You know, mind yourselves, lads. They might be out there. I said, Yeah, thanks for that. You know. <laughs> so <laughs> we got home. And I, it was just the physical damage for a couple of weeks. Uh, I went back to work after Christmas, New Year. And there was another lad in there with, <laughs> he got beaten up as well. He had the same problem, same eye, red eye, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And we were just chatting and, uh, yeah, he had the same crack. But I used to walk home from, from Sandy Mount to, um, to Ranala, where I lived. And no, never, never bother with that, you know. Then I, I noticed after a few weeks, just the form, form's going down, you know, really down. And uh, 
I started this whole crack, I, I'd be kind of fearing sort of more and more leaving. I'd be checking behind me, looking around, mm. you know, paranoia like. Mm-hmm. And um, you'd be just checking all the time, you know. It's kind of, I just started getting in, in on my head that, you know, I was going to be attacked all the time, you know. Yeah. And um, I had a chat with Kevin uh, and he said, listen, just go and get help, you know. And I went to, um, it, it was unfortunate, you know, Kevin um, was, was at the time, uh, you know, he, he, he was going through some stuff himself. He recommended this place for me. Um, I went twice and the guy got me mixed up twice with my own brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I gave up. I said, yeah, this isn't yeah. for me. Well, I just, I wasn't well. And uh, mm. I retreated into myself more and more. I had a flatmate in Ranelagh. I used to sit in front of the telly every night, you know. Uh, I wouldn't go out for food until it was really dark. Like the spa in Ranelagh, you had the 24 hour, I think it was. I could go up there and, you know, get some food. I'd, I'd even go, you know, I'd leave it to the last minute. And then I started missing a bit of work. Um, you know, I was just I was just going downhill, downhill, mm. and um, I was put on meds then uh, for depression, and they're okay. They numbed it for a bit, but the the paranoia didn't go, and it just got in me. It just and that kept going for years, you know. Mm. And I managed it better at times than than other times, um, but eventually I I just I retreated to back to Kildare. Alan, yeah. is is that normal for somebody who would have? Uh, suffered from trauma. That's trauma, yeah. You know, it's like trauma and it's avoidance. Yeah, yeah. So you avoid anything that may be, and and again, that the the hyper vigilance then of you yeah. know just constantly on yeah. edge, constantly looking out for the next attack because that's your you brain. Know, you, they're trying yeah, to protect you, I presume. Yeah, you were blindsided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely. I mean, it, it was just it was just a constant thing where you'd be checking before you leave. Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't go near the town for I wouldn't go through the town. Uh, mm. Centre town for a couple of years, I couldn't. You know yeah, where it wow. happened. It's amazing how it's sort of built and built. I was, I like, I, I was, gra- I was more pissed off and ashamed that I was kind of embarrassed to be a centre of attention that night. Ashamed, Carl. Why, why yeah. would you be ashamed? I think it was just, um, you know, that thing of you know causing more um, people problems for you know Jesus. You know, sorry for the trouble in the. Sorry for ruining your night, or you know, the shipper. Oh. That was so you, kind of you were the one then. that was that got exactly. knocked out, and you were the one ending up apologising. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's just that kind of thing. I'm oh, sorry for you know, Jesus. So, you know, so just kick me in the head one more time, please. You know, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. I, I was like that. Yeah, allow me to header your foot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it was literally, you know, it, it was it was like bloody esteem of a of a gnat. You know, there yeah. was no mm. esteem in me then at all. Yeah. You know, really. You lost a lot as a result of that assault then, Carl. Yeah, over time. Um, you know, gradually, just I, I just couldn't get out of Kildare. I, I, once once I'd, I decided, that's it, I'm back in Kildare. I, um, I, it got actually harder then because the trains, I couldn't do the trains. I couldn't, I, you know, it, it, I got into a situation where my brain had me um, stuck at home. And mm, yeah. agoraphobic, yeah. pretty much, mm, mm. you know. And the only time I go out would be if a, a family member happened to be going out, like if I had a brother home or yeah, yeah. A, a sister. Safety in numbers. Safety in numbers, yeah. Because mm. 
I did have panic when I was a youngster and I knew all about outdoor panic and panic in, in, in college and school and stuff like that. I got a grip on that, you know. Mm-hmm. But this was, I don't know which is worse, to be honest. I think mm. this was definitely, you know, because it affected much more of my life. This did, you know. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And was, so was it just uh, kind of coming back to Kildare as that source of safety that, was, that, was that your reason for leaving Dublin or? I think it was just, I think it was a mixture of the, the shame of letting people down in Dublin, like in the job. I always felt like, I, like and the people were bloody brilliant to me. Mm. Like I've still friends to this day, you know, um, they were great. Um, and they thought I was doing a great job and that's them saying it, not me. I was mm. doing all right. Like, you know, I, I was conscientious, I suppose, you know, mm. but just when, when I'd have to go to the doctors, to the meds, and then I'd have periods where it was really black and I couldn't leave the bed in, in the flat in Ranelagh and that, you know. Mm. And what I didn't know at the time, um, my, my, one of my best friends, I didn't know he was going through depression too, and he was on meds. But that only came out, we, we talk about it now and again, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, and my boss at work told me, listen, Carl, he said, if you threw a stone now, I, he, he, he reckoned he was on tabs for depression. Mm. He said, how wow. the staff are? And he says, you wouldn't believe, you know, it's incredible. Um, you know, just keep going as much as you can. But it was, it was a, I suppose, the shame of what people thought of me then again. You know, it's that old social anxiety coming back to bite me mm. in the arse again, mm. you know. But, um, yeah, I ended up in Kildare. And, you know, the thing that got me going um, after all of that, and you know, I I had a, had an attempt in my life as well during that period with with um, back here at home and um, in Kildare and you know my sister saved me like she was brilliant you know she she was watching me all the time I didn't even know she was yeah. watching me but she saw the curtains closing one day when you know the coast is clear wow. in my head and um, she knew I was going to try something you know and she she. She got me putting things together and, um, you know, so anyway, that that was a kind of a turning point, really, where the local services kicked in in Kildare. I was able mm. to go to them every week for a while. Then it became, you know, once a month and I got some um, professional counselling and, and did mm. CBT. Mm. And um, to be honest, I'm still connected to the local services. Good. They're finding it hard now themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm with them. I'm in touch with them, uh, even to this day, because the depression can be bad and it can be all right, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I still have that in my life, and I probably always will now, you know. Okay. Uh, after, after all the time, Carl, what, what do you think? Or was there a final moment, or was there a catalyst that that had you uh, yeah. attempting suicide that time? Yeah. I th- I just think everything went to pot. Um, mm. I felt like I had nothing left. Um, there was a part of that whole thing about being sh- full of shame going home, you know, and loads of people have been through it, but mm. you think you're the only one at the time. Um, you know, you think you had you had a reasonable good life, you're, you know, the good job, steady job, you had, um, you know, you're seeing people on and off, but you know, I, I was making making a good fist of it, and then 
you know, you, you, you think you've just failed. You've failed, you've lost everything. You know, your, yeah, your wages yeah. are nothing again and you're dependent on your family, mm, you know. Yeah. To me at the time, that was like part of the whole, it's feeding into the whole, oh, you can't leave the house. Right. You know, you, know, you could be, you know, I had this f- image of people shouting at me, you know, loser or worse, you know. and mm. All the things kind of you were thing. saying to yourself in your own head. Exactly, yeah. yeah, mm. yeah. So you just, you don't realise people can't see into your head, really. You think yeah, everyone yeah. can see, you know. Um, you know, but I think that was it. I think I just, I just um, given up. And um, yeah, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was the worst, worst time ever. <laughs> worst time of life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose all through that, I did have the guitar, I did have the piano, and uh, I, I was very lucky to have a great family. Um, it, my extended family, my cousins, uh, cousins in Monaghan and Roscommon, and there are two sets of brothers. And they said, look, will we come down to you and jam with you, you know? Mm. We start coming down here um, after work once a week. And I thought, this is great. This is just brilliant, you know? We had, <laughs> yeah. we had a great laugh, you know? I mean, they, they'd, they'd be having their brotherly fights and all that. I'd be like the <laughs> Kings of Leon or one of them bands, you know? Mm. Well, they were in the middle of Oasis there. The guy that her boys were boxing the heads off. Still are, yeah. And um, it was great for me because we were doing covers and we did, we did um, a family wedding and that was brilliant, you know. And then we started doing a few, we started trying to work out some new stuff ourselves and we came up with some songs and I do the lyrics or whatever and um, we decided to have a go recording one song and we went to that Philip Martin mm-hmm. in, in Kells and uh, put it out and it went well. It, it, you know, got a good reaction. It got a bit of radio play and we were going, Jesus, this is, this is great. But I, 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 it was funny because the, half the lads were really shy as well. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't want anything to do with videos mm. or publicity. But mm-hmm. you know, they got such a kick of hearing it on the radio, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. it, to be honest. Um, but what we did was we said, look, we'll, we'll record a few songs and it, uh, we called ourselves the Vinyl Heads um, and we recorded an album over the course of a year or two, whatever. And the lads would just literally walk me. <laughs> they brought me everywhere. So they bring me to the studio. They come down here. So gradually it, it did something for me inside as well, you mm-hmm. know. And the songs, the songs were all right. Like you know, we, one of the songs... The title track got onto BBC Six, right? Oh, wow. And we're, we're going, it was called Kicks, and uh, it was the BBC introducing thing, and Tom Robinson chose it as the song of the week. And we didn't know what that was, but it meant it was played for the week by Lauren Laverne and him and everyone else. Um, of all the songs, he, he'd pick a group every week, and that was his favourite of the week. So we were going, Jesus, this is mad. Wow. we do now you know yeah uh, most bands would be like all oh, right let's go and tour the earth and you know let's go and talk to radio and we're just going geez this is great <laughs> there'd be an announcement up in up in mass somewhere in monaghan or something about these lads you know, <laughs> behind it, you know? but it's such a buzz like for yeah, us yeah. Like, we're just and it gave me the really gave me confidence that Jeez, so maybe I'll just keep recording. And mm. that, that'll feed something. You know, it won't feed me, but it'll feed mm-hmm. something in me. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And, and um, Colin, do you mind me asking, when you were no working in Dublin that time, did yeah. you give up on music? 
I, what happened was at the start, I was doing it. There was a cover band, um, mm. one of my cousins, actually, Brian, and a girl from Cork. Um, we, we played around Dublin. Um, we played a few Debs and things like that for okay. a couple of years on and off, you know. Mm. And it was, it was grand as long. I was on the keyboards. Um, I, was, I, I was okay, as I say, a, a bit of Dutch courage. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, I didn't want to talk to him. I just wanted to, I wanted to be the guy doing the putting away, you know. But yeah, everyone yeah. else is yeah. off, trying to get off. Everyone loves you. Else. Everyone in a band loves you. All right, call the Lord up the gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now we do why all the roadies are roadies, you know, and mm-hmm. all, the, all the guys putting, the engineers are putting away and stuff. Yeah. But no, I just felt comfortable with that. I didn't like mm. the praise. I didn't like all that stuff, you know. Mm. And, you know, I couldn't handle it. I'd almost be shaking if someone said, well done, or yeah. that's, that's the way I felt about myself, you know. Mm. Um, and so where did you think that comes from, Colin, do you mind me asking? I, I'd say now, I mean, I wouldn't know at the time, but definitely now it was social anxiety. It was, it was the whole thing of being praised. Um, mm, mm. You, you, I didn't feel, hearing anything that was a different story to what I had in my head, yeah. just didn't tally, you know. Yeah. Okay. Square um, peg into a round fit. hole. Okay. Square peg, round hole, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just didn't, I didn't compute that. I didn't, couldn't yeah. process it. Yeah. And I, I used to get that a bit when I was younger as well, just after doing a piano and someone would clap somewhere or whatever and my legs would be going or that, you know. Yeah. And it was a, it was a pain in the arse that because you, it, it did, you, it would get in you for, as a performer because um, the whole thing about music, a lot of it is the focus is on you. Mm. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. guys. You're the entertainer, um, yeah. You're the entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just used to bloody shake uh, uh, with praise, you know. It was just yeah. like horrible. So it was something I loved doing. Mm. And then you get this horrible thing about, oh, people will see me shake. Yeah. Oh, it's the end of the world. And that would make it worse the next time, you know. Yeah. So yeah. you just end up being bloody drunk most of the time, you know. <laughs> we often said on this podcast that um, we need to have more notions as an Irish nation. <laughs> you know, we have to have more notions <laughs> about <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Notion once again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's brilliant. Down there for dancing, yeah. No, but it, yeah. It, it, it's, it's uh, definitely notions with it. Yeah. yeah. God, we, we need to know. take more praise on it. There's probably um, uh, a pressure on us as a society to kind of deflect the praise. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, nice jumper. Ah, it's just only a cheap olio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair play to you. You know, you did well it's, or you did. Um, that, that cake you baked was lovely. Ah, no, it was disgusting. Yeah. No, just take yeah. the compliment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is it, probably it, from our good old fashioned Catholic guilt. You know, definitely. That's yeah. kind of mm, bet into mm. us over the years. You know what I mean? God, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's funny. Yeah, are you Catholic, Carl? Is that it? Is it? Oh, well, so it's brought up a Catholic. I'm as Catholic yeah. now as most, most of the people are, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 oh, definitely it was huge when I, when I was younger. Huge, mm. yeah. I fed into it all right because I remember forcing myself to, to stand outside the Mass, you know, when I, I, I used to go into the Mass, then I stood at the back of the church when it wasn't cool. But then when the panic fucking attack started, I kind of almost wanted to go into the church just to kind of try and be part of it. Mm, mm. But I couldn't. And once the attack started, then I started having to go. I used to go, God, Sunday night, there used to be a mass at half seven or something, Mm, or seven o'clock in the car. I used to Mm. stand outside by the water font, the the holy water font. And that just feed into it more because you feel like a bollocks. And and Mm. you feel like a... 
you know, oh, everyone, everyone sees me now and they'd be saying this and that and the other. I sure I deserve this, you know, blah, 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 you know. But then eventually moved to Dublin, sure. <laughs> there's, there's no church in Dublin, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, up there with all the pagans. <laughs> all the pagans, <laughs> yeah, Fucking yeah. hedonists. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they're all that's fucking it. riddled with COVID now. That, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They brought on themselves, you know. But, <laughs> a plague, this is the plague. This is the plague. This will come back to bite me, I know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so. Sorry, yeah, Carl. The stuff hasn't pop- bitten me by now, I'd say you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I wanted yeah. to ask you was, um, was there a turning point for you when you noticed you started to get better? Yeah. Um, I was, uh, as I say, I was seeing this um, a guy in Newbridge. Um, uh, he was a very uh, good counsellor, and he did uh, mindfulness CBT with me over time. And um, gradually bit of exposure therapy um, the car's a great place for that mm-hmm. if you've been about door panic you know and um, things like that uh, things like kind of forgiving myself for things I took on myself mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. people who died in my past I, you know you know had unresolved sort of uh, things for you know and stuff like that it, I, I did notice gradually self-acceptance you know um, empathy for myself, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Compassion, I suppose that that word, you know. And yeah. um, stop kicking the bollocks over yourself for a while. Exactly, yeah. yeah and yeah, also yeah. things like um, just being out, out out in the pub. You know, you'd be trying things. You'd be trying, uh, well, not <laughs> not dangerous things. What I mean is, <laughs> you'd be kind of forcing yourself into into um, being, you know, exposed for want of a better yeah, word. Yeah, you know, fair play. I mean, certain yeah. ways and it takes a lot of courage. You know, eating in front of people, all, all those little things build up, you know, over time, and gradually the the physical manifestation of it wouldn't be shaken. Mm. It'd still be nerves, and it comes and goes now and again, even to this day. But it's not; it's manageable. And I know it's not the worst thing in the world. You know that it's 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 said to death now. It's okay to be. You know, not okay, yeah. and it is okay to be nervous. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. We, we we have it in our heads. I don't know what we want to be. Do we want to be like, you know, like the German way of doing things, where everyone everything's you know in the past they used to win everything. They're brilliant, they're clinical, all this. We're not like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, people, humans aren't like that anyway. We're um, we're made to be everything. Um, you know, we have compassion. We have ability to be horrible to people. You know, that's your choice, you know, but True, yeah. you have, a, you have a, like I spent so many years knocking myself down and it did take a long time to bring myself up, like, but I think just in general, just having a go at things, getting out, forcing myself to um, enjoy things as well, like, and also take in everything as I'm walking around. You know, I used to look at my feet most of the time, you know, I, I knew... Everything yeah. about my, my shoes, you know, mm. <laughs> every crack in the pavement. So it's just mm. things like, you know, you'd be explaining to yourself about nature. Oh, there's a tree and there's a leaf on a tree and there's another thing. You mm. know, there's a, um, it's funny how it works, though. It does. It brings you out of yourself and gradually mm. a bit of mindfulness as well. Just being in the moment as mm. much as, as yeah. I can. Um, um, you know, I do get anxiety still. And God, I haven't met anyone who hasn't been messed around the last six, seven months, you know, mm-hmm. with anxiety and that. But I think just managing yourself, just knowing when things are going to go wrong, you feel it. 
don't you? You know, you feel when things are starting to slip a bit. Mm. Like, say, if the awareness around it now, Carl, you can kind of catch it. Exactly. The awareness around it. It's a gradual thing. I don't think there was any one thing, but, you know, the thing with the music, say, I think getting used to hear, like, there's funny things, like getting used to hearing myself on the radio. It's a funny thing to say, but, mm. you know, I, with the with the second album that came out, I was able to, it was my name. I could hear the, it, it, the songs on the radio, my name. I was getting a bit of praise. I wasn't reacting negatively or tearing myself apart, you know. Mm. Mm. That was a that was a step up from, you know, the first first guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So things like that, not being afraid of relationships, not being afraid of, you know, I'm, I mean, I've, you know, engaged now to a, a great lady, you know, has really helped me through um, Congratulations. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, so... Um, if we ever get married <laughs> with, with COVID, you know, it could be 60 years time, you know, but uh, <laughs> freeze our brains or something. Well, you know, eventually, you know, we hope to get married. And there's all these things. We love walking in the woods now. We love the outdoors, you know. Mm. So while I do have the depression comes and goes and I can't affect that, I have, I, ha- I, I take the medication, it kind of numbs it a bit, you know, when it does come hard. You know, say a month ago I gave up drink again because I, I just know with COVID I can't I can't afford to have any days where I, I'm insecure, you know, okay, yeah. with, with with even a few glasses of wine or that. I I, I love that now and again. Mm. But I've just decided for the next few months I'd go off it just to get through um this bloody autumn and winter and stuff mm. like that and get out mm. and about as much as I can. You know, enjoy things as much as I can. And you know, we're hoping to, we're we're we're, we're going to start a business. We're, we're a couple of years just growing the the culinary herbs thing. We're hoping to fully start it this year with a big launch and everything else. We put that off to next year to see how the land lies. You know, a lot of things conspired against us. You know, there was um, she she had bad back at one point as well. So, but next year, I'm I'm more hopeful now. I'm looking forward. You know, you got hope. Forward. I got bloody hope. Yeah, but I know it's. It's my my way of coping and being stronger to come back and to keep it going, keep motoring, you know. Uh, Have you found any particular um, trigger for your depression, Galway? You know, anything that would kind of set it off that... Yeah, yeah, I think... Do you know what's funny with me is... um, Well, there's definitely... I have that delight therapy box there as a... uh, For the SAD type thing. Mm -hmm. They've changed the name of that, unfortunately, Cal. Is that right? Yeah, it's no longer sad. We were talking about it before. It used to be called seasonal affective disorder. Now it's something like depressive uh, disorder with seasonal something or something. Is it because the SAD? It had a great fucking name. It was a brilliant (laughs) name. I don't know why they got rid of sad. (laughs) If ever there was an appropriate acronym. Mm. That's right. It sticks in the head. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know what the other one's called because I still have sad in the light box. (laughs) (laughs) Call it Jimmy or something, you know. (laughs) Uh, it's um, yeah that's something that helps me Um, you would you would be affected by the seasons thank God would you I definitely with this weather that's coming in now would that would that normally be a trigger for you we're definitely I definitely try to get out early um, early walk get the sun Mm. wherever it can be got here Mm -hmm. in Ireland Um, that helps you know um, what exercise obviously is is a big help for everybody who has a bit of depression in them yeah yeah Um, and uh, the trigger, I, I noticed as well events in the past, it, I, yeah. I, and I, it's only in the last few years, there were certain events happening at a certain time of year, and I'd find 
it building around then yeah, on yeah. an annual basis. Yeah. I've only become aware of it. Like, for example, I was unfortunate enough to to find a, a fella in, in the local cemetery one, one night coming home, and that um, he 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 took his own life. Poor, poor oh guy. no! You and found was, a body call, did you? I did. Yeah, I, I oh. tried to. I myself, and my brother-in-law went in. We we lifted him up and everything. It, was, it, it really was uh, something. It, it definitely, that time of year, it's around March, I think it was. There, yeah. was, a, there was a rugby match on the day he died and he was in the, in the short poor guy, you know. Mm. It was an awful, bloody awful time. And uh, yeah. it does come back every year. Uh, if Ireland play England, you know, like I love, mm. I love the sport like the next man, but... Just uh, triggers, triggers. Yeah. He's, he's there and, he, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, for that, some that, reason, I always see yeah. his... Yeah, it's funny, you know. I always see an acknowledgement to him. I always happen to, you know, I'm not looking for it, but it's, mm. the mind's so powerful, isn't it? Fine. Yeah, and I'm always amazed how unconsciously, even when people aren't aware of these dates, that yeah. unconsciously it comes, you know, starts coming yeah. in. And then when you start to ask people, well, is there anything in particular that happened, yeah. you know, at that kind of time of year? And then, yeah. you know, to start going back and going back. Mm. Exactly. You know, so even unconsciously, where we, we sort yeah. of carry these yeah. dates or we carry these anniversaries or, you know, exactly. even when we're not conscious of the, even when we're not conscious of the, the no, actual and I didn't know it was going on for the first few times after that, but then it just made sense, you know. And mm. uh, I know now that if there's something coming on, I know, you know, I you know I try and kind of dispel it a bit. I think of him, and my brother Paul said, and he's in the he's over in England. He's in the psychology area himself. Mm, yeah. He said, "Call you have to think of him a lot. Don't try not to think of him." Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, think yeah. of him, you know. And he just said to me as well good advice he gave me about, about depression and suicide so I said stay in the game as long as you can you know when you're mm. when you're not in the game you can't change things you know I mm. think you know that's something that stuck with me from that time as well you know because it, it definitely had an effect on me uh, for years after that. That's mm. a, yeah. it was a tough Shock. time that was in Kildare you know I think mm. his friend uh, a few lads went that time you know so yeah that's right yeah. there mm. you go suicide hey? uh, yeah yeah so it's not just a, it's not just a family and friends that are left behind there's people like yourself yeah. that mm, true, come across yeah. the bodies and that's the thing paramedics I don't know how yeah. to do yeah. it I, yeah. well, I, I have a friend at the guard and um, yeah. he was yeah. telling me he was called out to a suicide in um, I won't say where yeah. but yeah. Yeah. a guy had blown his head off in the in the bathroom of a, of a hotel you know, Jesus Christ there's no training for that like. no no, no, you can do no, it. Coming, yeah. coming across stuff like that. No, mm. no, no. We're, yeah. not, we're not built for that. Like we're not built for it. No, we don't process things like that easily. No. Now. So there you go. So now you know you know all about the PTSD. You can see how yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, People well, come. I mean, you've the trauma of the assault. You've the trauma of finding the body. And this is the thing that you know people people mistakenly think that trauma is has to happen to you. Yeah. You know, you have to be the one to be in the car crash or you have to be the one to, to experience the um, the injury or whatever it is. But it's, yeah. witnessing is enough. Yeah. True. You know, it's anything that overpowers the, the central nervous system and the, and the helplessness that yeah. comes that comes along with that. So you, mm. you don't have to be the one to experience it. It's, no. It's enough. Not. And it'll have as much of an impact just to witness. Mm. Yeah. personal experience definitely 100% agree with you there so. yeah. yeah 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 god bless him anyway wherever he is you know yeah so. yeah well, one, one of the things you mentioned there carl uh just going back there a little bit um sure. the, the music seems to have uh, kind of been a bit of a savior for you you kind of you started yeah. jamming with the cousins when you know yeah, the time you the, were down and they reached out and the music they seemed did to and it went on from there um they 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 were they basically because they're from monaghan and common 
they were working all over the shop. Um, one was working in Dublin, another guy was off Roscommon, um, they were getting married and having kids. One guy moved to Switzerland. and uh, um, So that was the end of that, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a great time. We, like that couple of years was brilliant for me, just jamming out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just in the, it was brilliant for me just to connect with music in that way. Uh, it brought my confidence up. And then I, I, I did a second album in... Um, a f- couple of years ago called Hangover Moon and there's a lot of Kildare sort of references there you know as well um, in the songs uh, references to depression I had a reference mm. to I wrote a song about the attack actually called To Kill a Giant and oh. it's about trying to master the depression you know the giant of mm. mental okay. illness you know so um, yeah it was, um, it was kind of like I'm sick of hearing about one punch attacks you know just mm. destroying so many people's lives mm. and that, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, killing people, literally killing people, you yeah. know, coward, coward punches, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. So that, again, that did well in, in Ireland, and I was delighted with that, you know. Lo- the national radio, again, it got plays and that. Wow. So, right. You know, so, and then, you know, as I say, the last two singles have um, have come, well, there's one out tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, it'll be on, on right. all the yokes, as I mm. call them, all the Spotify and all that. And um <laughs> It's out on Bandcamp, and the proceeds from the sales, anything I have on Bandcamp, anything sells tomorrow, will go towards Chuck Terman. But we're just delighted with, with the response so far. Well, this, to the song as well, got a few plays already without even being out on Radio 1. And also from um, the public to the I Donate page, it's been brilliant, you know, to get up. Mm. We, I set a target 300, and it's four. 450 or 460 yeah, tonight. So, you know, they'd be, they'll be happy with that. And I feel yeah, good yeah, about that, yeah. that they are getting something, you know. It's yeah. a good cause, Chuck Thurman, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll draw a link up and stuff and we'll, we'll, we'll put a link up. Oh, bless you. That'd Definitely, be great, yeah. you know, We'll, we'll yeah. do what we can with that. You were talking about, you know, you'd struggle with praise and this kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, when you stand back and look at what you've achieved now, will you take praise? I will. It's, it's, it's... Oh, man. And right it's still up. a work in it's still a work in progress, but mm-hmm. uh, you know mm-hmm. I think I think it's well my partner's brilliant. You know she's you know she's just always mm. kind of putting it into me. You know you have to take that. You have to take yeah, that. Yeah. True. Yeah, I got yeah. I went to, you know when you when you go and get reviews for your music and they're good, it's a brilliant thing, mm-hmm. and I have to take that because the people. I've seen their names for years and different things, the hot press and, you know, Irish Times and all. Once you see that, you know, you can't be too bad, you know. So mm, I, I think I've got to the point where I know I can write a song. You know, I mightn't be fucking best singer in the world or, mm. you know, a young lad going around. But I, I, I know in my heart of hearts that I can write a song. Mm. And, um, and maybe I didn't tell myself that enough when I was a, a youngster, you know, that yeah. I could do these things, you know. But it's 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 great even at my age just to be able to say that I can I can write a write a tune and it can be on the radio. Yeah, it can which isn't money. easy to get you know, national airplay. It's <laughs> not anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even local what, airplay is not easy to get. Mm, mm. <laughs> no, it's it is, yeah, it's it's very difficult. And and the great thing I, I'm really the, the only thing to come out of COVID for me the the amount of brilliant bloody women artists I've never heard so many women's voices uh, p- producing brilliant stuff. Yeah, I just in the last I don't know even three months the Neve Reek in there and there's Alva Reddy come out with an album there yeah. there's Emma Langford there's a whole a whole pile of them and it's, a, it's to me it's like it's becoming a bit of a golden age of 
like women's voices, you know. Or mm-hmm. So I like if I if I hear something good, like that's kind of the Bridges Land thing is is kind of encouraging people not to be like what I was with the shame and put mm. yourself down. You know, despite your environment, get out there, try yeah. it. You know, that's what Bridget, Bridget's Land's about. It's trying to encourage, it, it's from the point of view of a, a father or mother telling their yeah. son or daughter, it's all right. You know, it's your time. That's kind of one of the words in the song. Uh, you know, it's your time now. Yeah. You um, you mentioned there, um, uh, looking back, you know, and talking to your younger self, if you were talking yeah. to a young Carl Patterson now, you know, what would you say to him? Yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, you're better than you think you are. Um, you're okay. You're not, you're not a bad lad <laughs> like you think you are. You're not an idiot. You don't do harm to people. You try to do good for people. You, you try to think of people. Um, and it's okay to shake. It's all right to be nervous, to mm. fall over. Yeah, you'll get drunk now and again. You get in trouble now and again. <laughs> you act the all do. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's all right. Just stay alive. Stay in the game. Um, do your best for people. You know, it'll come around in the end. Mm. Um, I think that's it really, you know. Yeah. yeah. Carl, that's absolutely fantastic. Look, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us here. Oh, it's a pleasure. I, I, I'm delighted what you're doing, guys. I think it's anything to, nor, as I say, normalise his mental health. Yeah. Mm. In a, in, and you know you can have a bit of crack with it too you know yeah, exactly yeah. you know we can talk about it in a serious way and just I think it's wonderful what you're doing and it's an honour to be honest so oh, thank, thank you so much thank you very much Carl. thank you very really much good. it means a lot because look we're just trying to chisel away the stigma that's attached yeah. to mental health you know what I mean and it's, it's, it's still there but it's going yeah it's gradually yeah, yeah. gradually it's going, yeah it's it'll going, take a bit yeah. of time it won't you know? be happening in our lifetime I don't think no no, but, <laughs> no, but hopefully definitely can, going in the right direction maybe in yours not help. mine <laughs> I'm, only three, I'm only three years behind you Carl so <laughs> despite these youthful good looks and the moisturising is clearly paying off there you go there you go <laughs> my fucking oh, my back and other other parts of my body yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> are definitely pain, fucking in pain, line with my age that's it's a, a long way answer. from uh, you know growing up in Kildare and talking yeah. about mental health and yeah well that's true knowing what yeah. anxiety is and yeah. you know knowing yeah. what depression yeah. is and yeah it's it's yeah. getting there isn't it you know yeah yeah you, you, you guys are helping so well done you know thank you Colin and obviously you are to your music as well where can we hear more of your music and uh, where can we check you out on on social media and that kind of stuff on social media I'm I like Twitter because it's 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 kind of the, the news comes in there as well you can check mm. the football no <laughs> uh, <laughs> well you can it's great for that too but just um, in terms of finding people of like mind and there's there's plenty of people support mental health mm-hmm. in all the arts um everything you know all the support services um which are being killed at the moment with, uh, mm. with no money mm-hmm. but um uh, twitter at, at call p music on twitter something similar on facebook as well i think it's at call p music on facebook as well and i'm on Bandcamp. if you look up call call patterson my name is colin patterson i just changed it to call patterson because it's flowing you gotta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have something you know <laughs> it didn't work for me so yeah exactly it's not a million so, miles away to be fair it's not no 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 got rid again but that's <laughs> it it's it's on i'm on Bandcamp, and that seems to be a good one for um like say for tomorrow yeah they're yeah. waiving any fees tomorrow so any pounds that come in euros that come in will go 
into the pot for these guys in Chapter yeah. you know. Good. So Good. yeah, so that's that's where I'm on Spotify and all that as well. So for, for all it's worth. <laughs> okay, doke, let's leave it there, my man. Uh right, hope you like what you heard. If so, give us a rating, subscribe, leave a comment, or if you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast, by all means share it with them on your social media pages. Uh or burn it onto a CD and post it to them. No, it sounds like too much effort. Uh, it could make Can a big still difference. Get CDs? I can't. I went to D. Actually, no, I sent Laura to Deals and uh, Eurojoint. They don't mm. do CDs. Yeah, you said to get, get your five for two for euros or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, we'd love to hear from you. If there is anything you want us to cover or discuss, uh, if you've got a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by email, straighttalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Get us on Twitter at str8talkingpod. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram as well. You can follow the hashtag STMH. And uh, come here, you give out to me early for not doing my thank you. Oh, yeah, did you do my one? Hashtag. Did you get one in in the meantime? I, I did. I tell you, this is how manly I am. I was out the back hanging out clothes to dry, <laughs> and I thought to myself, I did do a thank you. Oh. Fuck him, anyways. Oh. I did do a thank you. I thanked you at the start of the episode. You thanked me for what? Yeah. Rewind back. <laughs> Re- I said, wine. I said, I'm becoming become more, more tolerant of people. Since we started doing this podcast and I've started to kind of stand back and look at situations. And I said, that's down to you, dude. Thank you. No, no, you're welcome. I'm sorry about that. Oh, Oh, that's when I went (laughs) off about the Matrix. And when when your eyes are open to this stuff, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's hard, man, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like you see it. stuff, you just start to see it things is. differently. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's good, you know. Obviously, geez, you open your mind, you see what's going on around you, you know. But as you say, sometimes ignorance is bliss. You know? Yeah, a lot to be said for it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a lot to be said for it. Big shout out to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music. An amazing producer, beat maker. You can catch him on Facebook at FOB Beats. If you're a singer, rapper, whatever, get in touch with this guy because he's got uh, he's got more crackers than Jacobs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. No, that's one of your better ones. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, give me that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I come up with them every so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hence the reason I'm on Shafto's track and you're not, dude. What can I say? <laughs> well, if I had a fucking remembered. <laughs> I'd actually had a few bars done in every man. I just, oh, man, I just totally forgot about it. We may totally do something for the crack at some stage. What do you mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, totally Alan Clark, you're, uh, you have the week off this week because we're going to leave the uh, the message of inspiration with, uh, with Carl Potter on this one stay in the game that's the one <laughs> that's exactly the one I had in my head I think it is yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so I think uh, I mean as long as you're in the game you can change it yeah. you know if you're not in the game True. you can't do nothing about it um, mm. and talk to everybody you can uh, if you're feeling any weight down you know it yeah. does help to share it it does mm. help no mm. matter how bad you think of yourself which I did I didn't think there was any help for me yeah stay in the game talk to people and be compassionate with yourself Street talk, mental health. Street talk, mental health. Street talk, mental health.